is the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, you know what it is, baby. It's finally here. Week one of the NFL season. We've been previewing this thing for months now, but the moment has arrived. Ty Butler alongside two-time Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs. You can find us on the phone lines, 800-919-3776. We get the shenanigans popping on this Sunday afternoon. Hit us on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. He's at Brandon Jacobs 27 Hit the gram up. Let us know you're listening to the show. 90 minutes from now, we'll talk to Chris Canty, former Giant, morning show host here on ESPN Radio, and a whole lot to do with the Jets and the Giants, looking at the entirety of the slate. But let's have some fun. And since it's still prior to, to noon, I can appropriately say good morning to my guy, Brandon Jacobs. What's up, baby? Uh, good morning, my good brother. Great to be here with you today. And, and I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you know, throughout the season, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Are you pumped about it? Because I have this question driving it. I'm like, Brandon Jacobs, like, would you rather be getting ready for a game tonight? You got Giants, Cowboys. Would you rather be in preparation mode for playing or are you okay with sitting here with me two, uh, for three hours, for the next three hours, previewing the whole damn thing? What, what would you rather be doing today? Let's keep well, it a buck. Well, I'm keeping it a buck, 100%. <laughs> so other teams, like the Giants getting ready to, to open the season with any other team, I'd rather be here with you doing what we do, right? But Cowboy Week, I'd rather be there suiting up and getting ready to go. Oh, man. So you, you have that. You still to this day have that passionate disdain. For the boys in Dallas. It's never going to change, Ty. It's just going to be that way. That's just how I am. I'm going to take that to my grave. It's never going to – it's never – the only way I could change, the only possible way I can change anything, and I don't even think I'll change it then. I'll just be accepting of the Cowboys if my son were to get oh, drafted by the Dallas oh, Cowboys. man. Like, what a twist that would be for you emotionally, I mean, man. Like It would be so bad, but I would have to go – and I would have to support him. I would not ever wear anything that color. I would never put the star on my body. Any of that, I'd just go support my kid. That's all I would do. That's all I'm rooting for now, bro. I, I got I to gotta keep it real with you. As much love as I have for you, you know, we're going to be doing this show all throughout the season up until, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. I am now rooting for your son to get drafted by the Cowboys because I can envision this. Championship Sunday in Dallas, Giants in town. You don't know who to root for. You got your son on one side. You got the team you played for. You won championships on the other side. So your body is just confused, my Yo, G. why would you do that to me, though? Like, why would you wish that on me? I'm rooting for it. That's what I'm rooting for. 800-919-3776. We got a lot to do on the show today. Pick six. We will be picking six games against the spread. Uh, Brandon Jacobs and I in or out. Going to do a little segment. We'll talk about that as the show goes on around the league for down territory. And as I mentioned, uh, we will have Chris Cansey about 90 minutes from now joining us on the show to preview Giants Cowboys talk Jets Bills and the entirety of the week one slate but Brandon I'm driving in today it's pouring down raining and but I get a lot of my energy and enthusiasm from the fact that yo we've been talking about these games for all these months now and and for the Jets and the Giants like this is the most excited we've been in this town talking about football in quite some time. Maybe you go back to 2011 where the Jets are coming off back-to-back AFC Championship games. And, of course, your Giants are en route to winning a Super Bowl. But it's been quite some time since we've had this much excitement, this much energy uh, talking about these two football teams. Yeah, I mean, being in a city like New York, sports is everything. 
everybody, you know, they all support their team. You, you know, if you're a Jet fan, you definitely support the Jets. Giants support the Jets. Knicks, you know, Nets, the Yanks. Net, I mean, like like all of it, Mets, like everybody, Rangers, everybody is, 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 you know, supporting their teams now. And, and to come into this season like this where the Jets have had so the, – the hopes have been really high for them, you know, since acquiring Aaron Rodgers – you know, the, and, and they got some great young players on the team that people are looking forward to. Uh, Giants, you know, they, they, they got the contract negotiation done with Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence, and they, and they got Saquon back for one more year after coming off of the season last year and, the, you know, the first year of the new regime to go to the playoffs and win one game and, uh, and make it to the divisional round. So, I mean, you know, we can only build off of that. So let's just see, you know, how it go. I'm looking forward to this year, to, you know, to see what both the Jets and Giants do. So the last time both the teams made the playoffs in the same year, you got to go back to 2006, uh, 17 years ago. So it's been quite some time since we've had success to root for uh, past December and into January. And let's start with the Giants because there is a gift and a curse uh, with both of these teams scoring off against divisional opponents in prime time uh, against squads with Super Bowl aspirations. So with the Giants tonight, got that game against the Cowboys, a team we know you've lost 10 straight games to. Dak pretty much owns you. And fairly or unfairly, the conversation tomorrow is going to be predicated drastically on what happens today. And we'll see both sides of it. If the Giants go out there and get a win tonight, we go from saying, you know, this team's going to finish in third place to, oh, wait, can they win this division? To, you know, can they maybe get into the playoffs and make some noise? Could they be what, a dark horse Super Bowl candidate? Like, that's the type of commentary we'll see if the Giants go out and find a way to beat a Cowboys team that has just stomped them out the last couple of years. Whereas if they lose, then that doubt starts to creep in again. Man, we can't find a way to beat this team. We're at home, energy in our building, and they still come in and and find a way to win. Are we signing up for four more division losses to both the Cowboys and the Eagles? So depending on what happens tonight, fairly or unfairly, we're going to see quite the reaction regardless of the outcome. Absolutely, and I and I definitely agree there. You know, this you know we always start off with the Cowboys is, is either in Dallas or um, in uh, MetLife. So I mean, jet I'm life, you mean? To see you mean jet life? No, it's, it's, it's giant life for oh, you know okay. for real. But we gon' we gon' <laughs> we, we won't discuss it too much. You know what it is. <laughs> but you know, you know the moral is that we've lost to the Cowboys the last ten times and the last five times at home. So. I mean, we we got our work cut out for us, and I, I don't know what it is, you know, why we can't overcome that, you know, the, the Cowboys, because, I mean, they haven't been that great. Dak Prescott hadn't played that great, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, they don't have Zeke this year, you know, uh, they, but, but Pollard is there. So, you know, we're going to see what we can do against the run. Me personally, I don't think Dak Prescott will be the one to be able to just beat beat us like that. So you think it's going to be more what that their rushing attack and their defense? Because for the Giants, I think it's important. First of all, the biggest question coming into today is that you know Darren Waller he, Friday just surprisingly or unsurprisingly appeared on the injury report dealing with some hamstring issues that we saw did plague him last year where he missed eight games and you know it's it's been a consistent issue with him. 
throughout the last couple of seasons and you don't get older and more durable and more healthy. So, you know, we, we come into the year all excited about what the Giants can be now that they've improved their offensive attack. A lot of that is predicated, of course, on Saquon Barkley, who was monstrous last year. But as far as your passing game, you know, going from what you had at your disposal to Darren Waller, who when he's healthy could be one of the best tight ends in football, uh, injuries don't just go away. So I, I'm interested to see what they're going to be able to get from him the entirety of the season but it does look like listening to Jordan Renan coming in he is expected to play today well you know looking back at it you know the, uh, the hamstring man that's that is the biggest uh the biggest mirage that you can deal with you can walk around and think you're 100 percent fine and get out there and, and and run and and you feel it pull and, and and that's when you realize you're not ready you know I'm not sure how much work he's done during the week in practice you know or what he's going to do in pregame but a hamstring could be very tricky yeah, it could be very tricky. And Daniel Jones and this offense is really depending on him. So I'm curious to see, and we'll get to this coming up at 800-919-3776. There's a lot of chatter about the Giants taking a step back uh, as far as you know, not making the playoffs, even though they can possibly improve, which I can't quite figure out. So we'll get to that coming up. 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler on Twitter, at Brandon Jacobs 27 We're on Instagram as well. Still a whole lot to do as we progress through the program. We're going until 2 o'clock today. It's week one in the NFL season. We're excited, and we'll hit it rolling right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock. And you can catch us here most Sundays throughout the NFL season. I say most Sundays because it, it, you know, comes down to whether or not the Jets are playing a 1 o'clock game. And if they're not, You'll tune in and hear New York Game Day with Anita Marks, Amani Toomer, and then right after that, Brandon Jacobs and yours truly uh, will be on the air, leading you into the NFL action. Already got underway this past Thursday uh, with the Chiefs going down on ring night uh, to the Detroit Lions, uh, a game we'll get into later. But 800-919-3776, Brandon, uh, before the break, I tease this. For months now, I I just haven't been able to understand this idea that the Giants, who just paid their their quarterback $40 million a year, who loved their head coach, who brought back Saquon, added Darren Waller, improved their weapons on on the receiving core, adding in Hyatt and Paris Campbell, added some pieces to their defense, retained their coordinators, in a weak conference are expected to miss the playoffs. That, That doesn't make sense to me. Can you help me figure it out? You know what? I, I, it doesn't make sense to me as well. I, I've I've seen different people putting up their prediction on playoffs and who you know who makes it and who doesn't. Um, I, I really don't understand that one. When I think we were better than what we were last year and we went to the divisional round of playoffs with another year under the belt of Daniel Jones, another year under the coach's belt and the GM. I mean, guys playing together for the second year. I, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to understand why people would have them not making a playoff. It's just baffling, Ty. Yeah, look, I understand the division is tough. You've got the the reigning NFC champion Eagles uh, at at the top of your division, or some would say the Cowboys, who I know you're not high on, but they're still a team to be reckoned with. And, and then you've got the Commanders, who are no pushovers, still have questions about their quarterback, Sam Howell. But the conference, I'm looking at San Francisco, I'm looking at Philadelphia, I'm looking at Dallas. Those are the three teams I know are going to be good, and then everyone else has a question mark. So as far as the Giants are concerned, I like you've added so much to this team 
And as you said, year two for Daniel Jones in this system with one of the best head coaches already in all of football. I think the expectations should be that they at at least make the playoffs. I'm not saying they got to win a playoff game, but they got to get to the playoffs. So to me, that would be viewed as a failure. Absolutely, view viewed as a failure, and you know to to you know to take steps back. It's just not what I know for a fact the organization is not trying to do after where they've been and then where and where they've went to after they've went to the the highs of high and being on this, you know, this low and having a chance to, you know, make it better and get people around Dame Jones and make good decisions. You know, I think they've done that. And I, and I think not making the playoffs would be really bad. Yeah, and, and I, I, the Giants have somehow flown under the radar you know, during the offseason, and it's because, you know, the Jets made the flashy move acquiring Aaron Rodgers. You go out there, get Dalvin Cook. So they're, they're making all the headlines. But the Giants, who who have flown under the radar, we're going to see them three times in the first four weeks in standalone, nationally televised primetime games. They open up, of course, tonight against Dallas, and then they've got pretty much a win against a, a tanking Arizona team. But then week three, you go to San Francisco. That is a Thursday night game prime video before returning home home the following Monday to play the Seattle Seahawks. That is an ESPN Monday Night Football game. So three times in the first four weeks, we'll get a taste of what this new iteration of the Giants looks like. Uh, And as far as Daniel Jones is concerned, I think there is a lot of pressure on him, not just to show that he's capable of doing what he did last year, but I don't think the Giants paid him to put together that same performance. There should be an expectation that there's a leap, that there's a next level he can get to with the offensive genius that is Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, that tandem, and especially with him being more comfortable and with the improved weapons that he has available to him this year. I think there's a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say pressure um, because, if, if, because if you think about it, they gave him $160 million. He's going to have a job after this year. Either way, so I, I wouldn't think about pressure. You know, some people, um, you know, play football and they and they do things for different reasons, right? Um, he has his contract, uh, and, and so as far as pressure now, I would say if this was last year, it'd be pressure because now he's not going to get the big contract extension if if he goes out and lay an egg. Well, he has that now, and he's going to be there whether or not the team makes the playoffs or not. So pressure I don't know but I think Daniel Jones is a great one and I think he wants to be a winner you know he he's gotten the contract so I think that I I just think the next thing you know next is 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 for him to win yeah well when I say pressure comparatively speaking no it's not what it was last year where you know they declined his fifth year option and he's looking for that long-term deal but I'm saying the Giants I think smartly you know, constructed a contract for him where they can get out of it after after next season. So that clock is ticking. This this league, you know, windows open and close pretty quickly. So he can be great last year, and if he's not producing this year and then going into next year, we're going to be having the same conversation. Is this the guy of the future? Can he lead them when when the next time they're in an NFC Championship game or playing in a Super Bowl? Is Daniel Jones under center? So that's what I mean by pressure. But right. I understand he's he's got security because he's locked into a deal. And it's not what it was last year. Right. And, and, and like, honestly, coming into the season for the last couple of years, hearing about Daniel Jones this, Daniel Jones that, it's, it's kind of, you know, as a fan, I kind of get tired of it. You know, so I kind of want the guy to take the next step to, you know, prove he belongs. 
improve. The Giants didn't make a mistake, and, and so we could talk about something else. Yeah, I mean, listen, t- more than twenty-two touchdowns were uh, is going to be needed this year. Hey, look, he he was he was good. He, he did everything they needed him to do, but with everything now on the plate for him, we got to see more than twenty-two combined touchdowns. I'm talking thirty passing touchdowns, four thousand plus yards. We got to see him be a difference maker, especially at that number, forty million dollars a year. Well, you know, if you go back to not last year, but the year before last, he turned the ball over a lot. Yeah. You know, fumbles, dropping the ball, just putting it in harm's way. Uh, last year, he did not do that as much, but he wasn't as productive as he should have been, you know, uh, as far as touchdowns is concerned. He did put up 700 yards on the ground last year, which was really, really, really good for him. Um, so, you know, in that, you know, helped the Giants move forward. But I, I definitely understand what you're saying. He needs about 30 to 32 touchdowns, you know, uh, in the air. And, and, he's, and he also needs to run in about five or six as well. So I, I, I do think that, that this year he'll take that step and be, uh, like, really productive. And, and the Giants will take that next step. And, and I said go to the uh, championship game. Wow. You, the yeah. Giants can get to the championship game? I think the Giants can get to the championship game, man. We should have like, led like, the really show with it. that. What, what are we doing talking about, you know, all, all these other all this other nonsense? The Giants, can we lock that in? Do we got the sounder locking it in? Is that a prediction? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Ty, I mean, we went to the divisional game last year. We lost to the Eagles. You know, we did lose. They just lose. I got spanked. Got spanked. Got spanked. It was over after, right after kickoff. That game was, <laughs> that game was done, so. Yeah, I know where, but where was the Jets? Oh, we gonna do. Oh, I'm loving this energy. We'll get to the Jets. Yo, where week was the eight, Jets man. When that stuff happened. Yo, week eight, week eight is gonna be lit because you know Jets Giants at Jet Life Stadium. That's gonna be a movie. We might, we might have to go to the game. We might have to do the show Are from you, the game. You you actually said Jet Life Stadium. I mean, that's stadium. what that's what people are calling it now. I, I, all, I, I go on Twitter. I go on social media callers. Uh, I'm around the city. That's what everybody's referring to it as now. It's Jet so Life wait. Stadium. So wait, you calling the Jet Life Stadium? So I, I think I might have to make it up there to, to to you know to do the show in studio. And I'm wondering could I do my four o'clock there as well? Because if I can do the four o'clock there as well, I'm definitely coming. To let's do make that it happen. You. Let's make it happen. No let's, question about it. Let's get on it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The phone lines are blowing up, so let's get to them. Trey's in in Texas wants to check in from down south. He's in the, the Dallas area. What's up, Trey? Yo, right now, you and Brandon are, 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 are making me upset because you guys cannot do this. this is, it's week one. We're not going to start this until week eight. No arguing. <laughs> no arguing, no fighting. Now, I told you the other day, Ty, I spoke to Brandon about a year ago. I hope he remembers the call. We got, we got a mutual friend, and we spoke. And we talk, let's talk about the distaste in our mouth for Dallas. Don't that sound better? And for Ty, let's talk about how we're going to beat Buffalo. You see what I'm saying? That sounds better than all the infighting, man. Y'all sound like 50 Cent and John Wu right now. Relax. Can I be 50 Cent though? Because uh, he came out well, uh, you know, after that debacle. Can I be 50 in this uh, in this analogy? Wow, this time you can be 50 Cent, Ty. Brandon, <laughs> don't worry. Brandon, he does this. We family. He does this, man. And like I said, about about a year and a half ago, we spoke about you know, the distaste that we have for Dallas. You know, I, and I'd much rather focus on that. We got a big task. We, we can't beat these cats for nothing. I'm with you. Nothing. I'm definitely. So, yeah. So what, I'm, I, what I'm thinking is, what, what I'm thinking is, y'all need to relax, man. I'm about to tweet y'all some pictures of the food that I'm making for this catering. Y'all need to relax, man. Before anything else, we true y'all. You understand? Ty, cut it out. 
I already see your face over there. You got your jersey on, your Aaron Rodgers jersey on. I already know what you're about. B, hey, Big J, don't, don't, don't worry about that, dude. I'm, I'm going to take care of Ty, man. We're going to talk, Ty. I told you two weeks ago to he relax. Did. He did. Relax. I, to, I told you we that. that, that we have for each other. We, we can't keep doing it. It's, we, it's wasted energy. Listen, this is how we break bread, man. I appreciate the call all the way down from Texas, Trey. And have a good time with the catering today. My we appreciate you. It, it, it's how we break bread. It's we break it ice. But truly, you know, once we get past the, all the joking, Brandon, I, I want to get from you. Like this game against Dallas, it's not just any game. The Cowboys, like there is a a vested vitriol and hatred for for you know between these two teams. And who better to speak to about that than you? Well, every time the schedules came out, you know, when I was when I was a part of the Giants uh, plan. And we see Dallas week one. Um, I, I never forget my first time starting. Tiki had retired, uh, you know, after my second year. And we coming into, you know, week one. That's my first time starting. I go to Dallas. You know, we go to Dallas. I, you know, it's a Sunday night game. And I uh, I get hurt. I get hurt in like the second quarter, third quarter. I strain my MCL, which put me out two weeks. Um, but, you know, just coming in, playing against the Dallas Cowboys, it's always – it's like it's always a lot of hatred because all the people around you, all the Cowboys fans, they're so loud and they're so obnoxious and they're so disrespectful. And like it's just the fans that makes me hate Dallas as much <laughs> as I do. And it's been that way. And, and I wouldn't even say just because just when I started to play, you know, just growing up, like growing up in Louisiana, you either like the Saints or you like the Cowboys. And the people that like the Cowboys were just so like – loud and obnoxious because at that time that they were winning and you know they couldn't be stuck they were dominating the nfl then at that time and it was it just it it just just put a such a bad taste in my mouth and 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 i've been hating them ever since i was a kid for real so that game if i remember correctly ended up being a shootout ended up being a shootout and we lost in the end um that was our first loss and then um yeah that just wasn't a good look but hey the one thing I do have to hold my hat, you know, to hang my hat on, I was on the team when they opened AT&T Stadium and we went to Dallas and we won that game. The first regular season game in that stadium belongs to the New York Giants. There you go. There you go. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the Lower East Side where we talk to George. Uh, he wants to give a Giants prediction. What's up, George? Face, face. What's going on? First and foremost, Mr. Jacobs. Thank you for your years of service, brother. You are missed immensely. You know what I mean? So I'm going to start off with that. Um, Ty, peace and good morning to you. So listen, man, a lot of talk about Waller, a lot of talk about Daniel Jones. A lot of people are not talking about our defensive line. We have some youngry, athletic, quick-ass, well, sorry, quick um, linemen who are going, going to get to Dak. And Dak is not really, um, honestly speaking, he doesn't seem like he's focused. He's putting himself under 11 hours just to get tattoos. They're already getting his replacement ready. So I think Dallas is in more shambles than what we think. And truth of the matter is, in regards to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, y'all just made it easy for us because what you did is Dable was a very uh, prideful man. So you getting that man on a team just made the Giants organization that much more hungrier. So prediction, we're going to beat Dallas easily by 10 today. Easily by ten. Okay, we 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 like that. You like that prediction, Brandon? I love that. Prediction. Appreciate the call, I, I George. Just, ten ten points, a half a point. I want to win the game. We haven't beat them in the last ten games, and it, and, it's, and it's time. It, it got to stop. It has to stop. We got to get this one. 
Let's go to Johnny in New Jersey. What's up, Johnny? Hey, Johnny. Oh, that's sad. Going once, Johnny. Going so. So his question was, uh, is Saquon going to live up to the hype this year? And I don't understand, you know, hype as if it's overrated. What he put together, that performance last year where he was clearly by far their best player and did help them get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. I mean, unless you're banking on the ghost of past resurfacing as far as the injuries, I think Saquon's going to be awesome this year. He's got a lot to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and I love the fact, and maybe you can appreciate this as someone who was in, you know, in that locker room. He didn't make this a distraction. Of Clearly, he was annoyed with the negotiations and what went on, but he showed up to the first day of camp, didn't really talk. He's become a non-story, and it's been just a focus on football, which you got to love if you're a Giants fan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Saquon has handled this the best way that any other player could possibly do it. He was there. He was ready you know, for training camp. Um, he made it happen to where to where they can give him something he's happy with. Um, the guy is an astronomical athlete, even at this point in his career, after going out with major injuries twice. You know, for him to come back and do what he done last year, I think he rushed for like thirteen hundred yards, almost like I think almost like two thousand to 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 twenty one hundred, you know, total yards of offense for the Giants last year. So he was a big part of that team, and 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 I can't wait to see what he looks like. Uh, tonight, and I can't wait to you know look at him going forward, you know. I, and I think having him back, you know, is going to be such a you know a, a positive push for the team, you know, a, 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 you know, re, you know, like really motivating. So I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fun, and we're just what nine hours shy of kickoff between the Giants and the Cowboys. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. At some point, we will talk Jets because they play. I would argue the biggest game they that this organization has been involved in in eight years. You go back to Week Seventeen against Buffalo, ironically enough. So we'll talk Jets on the program. Look at the entirety of the Week One slate. Chris Canty, an hour from now, it's Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs on Sunday. We're rolling along till two o'clock right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Week one of the season. NFL finally here. It feels like Christmas morning. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. He's won two Super Bowls to my zero. But we're on the program going until 2 o'clock today on 98.7 ESPN. We're on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. He is at Brandon Jacobs 27. Brandon, you're on Instagram too, right? I am. Well, what's the handle? Because I'm trying to tag you in something, but for some oh, reason I keep... It's a little weird, but it's, it's, it's a NYG period TD period record Ooh. 27. So a little a homage to yourself. Yeah, a little bit. I until like somebody until, until somebody went, you know, to beat the record and I'll change it. So you what you going to change it to? Are you going to... It's going to be like second? Like what? How do no, you... No, no, no. I'm probably going to go to my same Twitter handle. Oh, uh, you're going to go back to the <laughs> Brandon Jacobs 27. Yeah, I go back. I go to that. Well, my well, my last Twitter handle I had was Gator Boy. I'm from Louisiana, you know, so I had that on there, and then I was like, "That's stupid," so I changed it. I like it. So he's at nyg record twenty seven. I'm at Tidy Butler. I'll pull a Funk Flex. Yo, show us the steering wheel. Show us your radio. Show us that you're listening to a show, uh, listening to the program, and tag us on Instagram. Uh, we are there. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Before we get back to the phone calls, here was Dak Prescott uh, on the win streak that he currently has against the Giants that has reached ten straight games. Here's Dak. 
just want to keep on the streak, you know what I mean? Understand this is a good team. It's a different team. Almost every other couple years that we play them with the coaching changes they've had, but um, understanding what they did last year uh, under Dayball uh, with their offense, the, the progression, the defense, um, the players that they've added, that's a good team. Going to give them respect. So listening to that, I don't know if you feel the same way, Brandon. Are you taking shots at the Giants organization? He's like every couple of years they're changing coaching staffs, so or am I, am I reading too much into that? Well, I think that is shots. <clears throat> I definitely think he's taking a shot. Um, you know, but that's what you do in this type of game. Like, we took shots at them, you know, the whole time. It wasn't pleasant when we played the Cowboys. And I, I'm the main one who got on and said exactly what I wanted to say about whoever I wanted to say about. So I can't, you know, I. I can't get him for that. You know, it's supposed to be that way. So the one thing that you and both Chris Cancy, I guess, have in common is that y'all both are this year not high on the Cowboys. But I, I think something interesting is happening as far as, like, quarterback commentary. Like, have we gone too crazy with the whole, you know, Daniel Jones might be better than Dak Prescott? I, I think it's crazy. I think Dak is clearly better. But where do you stand on that? If you could choose one quarterback uh, to be the quarterback of your team, put, try as best as you can to put the, the bias aside. I know you know Daniel Jones, but who's the better quarterback? Is it Dak or is it, uh, is it DJ? I'm going to go with DJ here, and there's no bias. I'm just going off of, off of uh, you know, Dak has had plenty of opportunity to be great and nothing has happened so far. Um, he ha- he's always had a good head coach around him, always been, been, you know, had a great offensive line, a great running game. He's always had everything around him. He, you know, wide receivers have been great. Uh, he's had everything to win, and he hasn't. So I, I got to go with DJ because what DJ did last year with what he had, um, I'll take that 10 times over anything Dak has done. So here's where I stand on it. And I get the whole coaching. Like Daniel Jones really hasn't had his fair share of, you know, having stability just with the carousel of head coaches. But, you know, you just look at what we have presented to us as far as the evidence. Dak was the offensive rookie of the year. Daniel Jones was not. Dak has a top six MVP finish. Daniel Jones has never received an MVP vote. Dak's a two-time pro bowler. Daniel Jones is zero. In the three seasons, they both played full because both have dealt with injuries. Daniel Jones has never thrown for more yards, never thrown for more touchdowns. So I guess the question is, for me, you're down on Dallas. Are you saying that if today Schefter dropped a bomb and he's like, Dallas and the Giants have agreed to a trade, Jones for Dak Prescott straight up, are you now higher on the Cowboys because they have Daniel Jones? I would as never opposed be to- higher on the Cowboys. I'm calling Mr. Mayor and Mr. Tish and asking, what the hell are they doing? Like, why are you doing that? But would, would they have a higher ceiling? I'm just saying, like, if, if you think Daniel Jones is better, you feel like Dallas, wherever they are on the NFL team hierarchy, would be higher and better positioned to win a Super Bowl if they swapped out Dak Prescott for Daniel Jones. That's what no, you're saying. No, I, I don't believe that, you know, because I'm saying because Daniel Jones is a lot younger and he has a lot more of a, you know, he has a lot more to go in the NFL than Dak Prescott. Like I said on the show, you know, a few weeks ago, I honestly, you know, believe and not because Dak isn't good enough to be a starter. It's just because of the finances that he's going to want to, you know, to be acquired again by any other team. I think Dak Prescott after this year and next year is going to be a backup in the NFL. Really? A backup? Believe that. You look at all the teams that are are thirsty, are salivating for quarterbacks. He's going to hit. Un- who? What teams is thirsty Ten- and salivating over a quarterback? Let's, okay, so let, let's start in the AFC. Tennessee? They don't have a quarterback. Tennessee don't have a quarterback? They got Ryan Tannehill. You feel good about that? 
Okay, how come they haven't drafted a guy if they're not happy with Tannehill? How come they haven't well, traded up in the draft to get a guy? But I'm saying two years from now, when Dak, because Dak and his contract can't be franchised again. So at the end of next season, he becomes an unrestricted free agent, which means everyone can bid on him. You don't think two years from now, a team like Tennessee, how about this? Might sound crazy. Tua's got a lot to play for. We know that once he's on the field, like he's great, but can he stay healthy? In a couple of years, they're going to have to make a decision on him. If Dak becomes available and Tua's not the answer, you don't think Miami would be all over having Dak as their quarterback? Are we honestly going to sit up here and forget and forget that, that Dak Prescott job after he had a contract? With the Dallas Cowboys was still on the line. Well, you know when he went out with the finger and Cooper Rush started the ball, and we all wondered. He went four and one. Is yep. is that is, is Jerry going to put Dak in the game again? Is 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 he going to keep Cooper Rush as the starter? Are we forgetting this? But wasn't that more about the defense? Because the Cowboys weren't enlightening teams up offensively. It was their defense that kept them in games, and Cooper Rush was serviceable and didn't turn the ball over. Right, and Dak did. He did turn the ball he over. Did. So that's why. Yeah, he did, and that's all he has done. I just see a lot of, like I said, Tennessee, Miami, Denver. We'll see what happens with Russell Wilson. Are we sure Jimmy G is the answer in Vegas? You know, you go through the NFC, uh, look at teams like, I don't know, maybe New Orleans. Derek Carr, I know they just signed Carr, but like Tampa Bay. Is Baker Mayfield the answer there, quarterback for them? The Rams, Stafford. It looks like at some point they're going to have to blow that up with that- you know, Cooper Cup, Stafford, and Donald. I, every year there are a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. I find it hard to believe that if this guy hits unrestricted free agency, hey, all 32 teams are like, nah, I'm good. He's a backup somewhere. So are you telling me that Dak Prescott will go to another team and make that? And, and, and I'm not talking about straight you know, production. I'm talking about money, what he's going to want to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League again, what he's not going to get, I don't which think is why he's going to be the backup. We'll see, man. I don't think he's leaving Dallas, but we'll definitely see. 800-919-3776. This is something we could debate all year long. It'll be fun. Uh, let's go to Cullum in the Bronx. What's up, Cullum? Uh, what's going on, my man, Ty? Shout out to the company. And Brett, Mr. Jacobs, huge fan of you. I watched so many games of yours live. Huge Giants fan. Thank you for your service and the two Super Bowls you helped bring into the, to the team. No problem, man. Thank now, you. I appreciate the support. Yeah. Um, so you guys are talking about Daniel Jones, and I want to give the example of what I think he's going to do this year. If you remember that Alex Smith season where he completely blew up, you know, was the, the Kareem Hunt was going off, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and it was just – he went from that middle-range, middle solid quarterback to statistically and record-wise, he was really, really good. Now, I think Daniel Jones is going to get into that range of the 8-12 to 12 range quarterback. He's going to be in that top-10 conversation. And I think he's going to have a better statistical season and a better record than Dak Prescott. And I think by the end of the year, he's going to be in the debate of being the second-best quarterback in the NFC. I'll still give it to Hurts as the number one, but it's only really because of Hurts having just – every single thing you could possibly want as a quarterback around him with a top offensive line and weapons and defense and everything like that. But, you know, we believe in that coaching staff, and I believe that, you know, Shane put in the guys that they want to play and go forward, and, you know, I think the sky's the limit for Daniel Jones in the second year of this offense. Appreciate the call, Colin. What say you, Brandon? Well, you know, you know, for me, I th- I think with Daniel Jones, I think, you know, because he is younger and, and, and I think his ceiling is much higher 
um, you know, some of the things he's done. Because, you know, just to be honest with you, just to compare the two, I don't think that Dak Prescott has totally just destroyed the competition in between him and Daniel Jones. I, I don't believe so, but I think with the ceiling that, 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 that Daniel Jones have, I think, you know, he's right. I think he could be the second-best quarterback in the uh, NFC because I, I, don't, I don't see anybody overtaking Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen last year I think would have been the MVP if he didn't didn't get hurt. Mahomes, you know, pass, Mahomes was fantastic too, but it was great, and it's going to be fun to look at the rest of the year. Like what what type of leap Daniel Jones takes, and ultimately, you know, it's obvious to state that'll determine what the Giants' ceiling is. ESPN New York is celebrating the return of Jets football with the Michael K Show live from the lounge at Meadowlands Racetrack on Monday, September 11th, tomorrow, before the Jets kick off their season against the Bills on Monday Night Football. Start your tailgate early with the K-Show and FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack, America's number one sportsbook. 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls. We also get to the Jets and the Bills who play tomorrow night. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs rolling along till 2 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, there we go. Got the Southern vibes. That's for you, Brandon. Living down south. I heard some some foolery going on on the network talking about, you know, people are anti-outcasts. You're going to have to ask Chris Canty about that. They did that on their show. I don't understand that. How can you be anti- I've never met a single person who's anti-outcast. Me either. That person probably not into music that much, though, too. <laughs> that was crazy. So we'll have to get Kenzie's thoughts on what uh, the shenanigans that was transpiring on his morning show 30 minutes from now. 800-919-3776. Got a lot of the Giants calls. Chris is in Beth Page. My guy, what's up, man? Hey, I love you. And uh, Brandon, I'm 60 years old, been a Giant fan forever. One of the greatest visions of all time is you throwing that football against the light with the winning touch. By the way, that was the winning touchdown of that game. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you know, and people ask, why, like, so that did, like, what sense did did that make to do that? It just shows, like, the aggression, like, the aggression of hate toward them. Like, I wanted to break their their play clock. I wanted to break everything. And it was an old building, so I'm, you know, I'm happy the whole thing didn't fall down, but... (laughs) No, yeah, Brandon. I, I just man, I, I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys, and <laughs> that's probably the only team I'm probably gonna uh, consistently can't stand until I'm in my grave. I, I I hear you, Brandon, and let me just warn you. I love Ty; he's a great guy, but you're gonna have your hands full all year. The, oh, man. the second Daniel, trust me when I say this, Brandon. The second Daniel Jones has a bad game or something, you're gonna hear from one Ty D. Butler about. Danny Dimes and Danny Fumble, so just be careful. I'm just warning you. I, I know I what's coming. I, I could already feel the I, like like I can already feel it. Yeah, I, 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 I you know it. how how dare Ty Butler expect that a guy being paid like one of the top quarterbacks in the league should get his team to the playoffs and play well in doing so? I don't know. Right, you know, far I, be it I, for me to do that. I tell you, I got to address you, something. You, I got to address something, Ty. I have to address it. You conven- You play with the facts pretty conveniently. By the way, what it's. Uh, Daniel Jones, the only quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs that ran for 70 yards, threw for two touchdowns, and threw for over 300 yards in the playoffs. He single-handedly won that Viking game. I wouldn't say single-handedly. Barkley was was tremendous. He was great. Don't say single-handedly. 
All right, but you show me a game where Dak Prescott shows up in a big game and plays like that, okay? Uh, he That's played what, pretty well in his first playoff game against, uh, well, his second playoff game after they beat the Lions in 2016 uh, against the, 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 the Packers. You know, they, the Aaron Rodgers made one of the greatest throws in NFL history to win it. Look, I, I, I appreciate oh, the call, Chris. A way to come back no, to the look, I, I, I don't want to even sound like mm. a, a, a Dak apologist. I, I'm not saying he's like one of the top five in the league. I, I just find it insane that for a guy who's done a lot of winning, like for us to immediately fresh off of Daniel Jones having his best year, like immediately he, he's thrown to the side. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I think it's unfair. That's no, all I'm Ty, saying. And, I, and Ty, before I hang up, before I hang up, I need you, I want you as a Jet fan, where do you expect the Jets to be? Because I'm telling you this, as, as if the Jets do not win the Super Bowl, I mean this, anything short of a Super Bowl win I will say this season has been a failure. All the build-up, all the lead-up. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a year older next year. So I'm saying this has to be the year. Where do you stand on that? I appreciate the call, Chris. And I'm going to get to that in a moment um, because we are going to get to the Jets. Uh, Brandon, are you of the mindset that it is um, Daniel Jones, like this year, Daniel Jones, that he is going to assert himself and become everything that everyone is saying? Or do you still have your reservations about him? I still have my reservations about okay, it. Okay, so but, that's all I'm saying. Right, I still have because because I'm an athlete and I and I and I and I and I understand it's a process regardless of who around you, no matter how much you're getting paid, it's still a process, right? So Daniel Jones have, you know, he he still has some more to go and he got to prove that he can be the guy for us. Okay, I hear that. Uh so Chris at the end of that phone call provided a beautiful transition to a conversation I want to have about the New York Jets. And I will be honest, there is something happening with this organization, something happening with this team that gives me great pause, that gives me great trepidation, and I think it's unnecessary. So coming up, we'll get into the Jets. They play tomorrow night against the Bills. And as I said, it's the biggest game as a fan, I think, that they've played in uh, since 2015, that Week 17 game that knocked them out of the playoffs. So I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, but I'm also curious to see where Brandon Jacobs stands on the Jets. They're actually expectations is it Super Bowl or bust or are they going to be that team that disappoints us because you know same old Jets so there's still a whole lot to do a whole lot to uncover as we march toward the start of kickoff it's week one of the season finally here you got the Giants tonight you got the Jets tomorrow night Brandon Jacobs and Ty Butler we're going until two o'clock today a whole lot of fun to be had on this very radio uh, radio program 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.